0: Good morning everyone. Welcome this Easter Sunday morning. I want to thank you for joining us uh, today for listening and our scripture today we're going to use comes from Luke chapter 23 verses 55 and 56 then on to chapter 24 1 through 12. But before we go into our scripture and our sermon for today, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. I pray you continue to guide and be with each and every one of us, Lord. pray your hand be upon the listener, Father. I pray your hand be with them. Give them guidance and lead them, Lord, to understand, Lord, what Easter is all about. Understand what the death, burial, and resurrection is, Father. And I pray your hand be upon them. Watch over, guide, and lead them, Lord, that you would give them a blessed day, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you Use me, Lord, speak through me, Lord, that you would uh, the Spirit would uh, guide and be with me, Lord, that your word would be spoken, Lord, this day. I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name, I pray, Lord, let it be. Amen. So take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23, beginning at uh, verse 55. It says, The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes but they rested on the sabbath in obedience to the commandment on the first day of the week very early in the morning the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb they found the stone rolled away from the tomb but when they entered they did not find the body of the lord jesus while they were wondering about this suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others in It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up, ran to the tomb, bending over. He saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away wondering to himself what had happened. Amen. Every year we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, uh, this uh, death was one of the most brutal death sentences ever inflicted on a man during the reign of the Roman Empire, the death of crucifixion. This was the death that our Lord and Savior endured. It was not a matter of chance that this took place. It was not a matter of circumstances that Jesus went to the cross. No, it was an appointment that was set aside for him. Jesus knew he had to keep that appointment, and he did. In our scripture today, we see the women who were witnesses to his death they stood through the, stood and watched all the torture and painful uh, and pain inflicted on him. They were the ones that stood by his side through all of this. They did not waver to leave. They stayed put. Like I said before, if this is where our scripture ended, with Jesus dying on the cross, then Jesus would be like any other man. But the scripture continues. In verse 55 and 56, we get in a, an account of the women. And I'm, probably, I'm, I'm sure they were probably still numb and still grieving about what took place. They were still in awe of what took place. They probably uh, didn't really fully understand. I know they didn't fully understand what had happened. They got together. and They began to make preparation to anoint the body of Jesus Christ. They, but they also took time to observe the commandments laid down by God to observe the Sabbath day as holy. And so as we look and continue on here, we see that um, uh, the women go to the tomb and they knew the place where Jesus' body lay. And when they they took the spices they had prepared, the women uh, are coming to the tomb. They're approaching the tomb and uh, they they're probably have an uneasy feeling because they know where the tomb is. And they understand the location of this tomb. And they probably could see it from afar. They probably could see it from a distance as they're coming to it. And they notice something about this tomb. And they might start looking at one another. Start having this confused look at one another about what's happening here. Because there's one thing that's happened here. The tomb was opened. The the stone that was placed in front was gone. And there were a couple things that we need to understand before we move on. There were two things that took place uh, prior to them coming to the the tomb. One, there were guards that were placed in front of the tomb. The Pharisees understood that what Jesus was ministering about. They understood and they remembered Jesus saying that he had to be uh, raised again on the third day. He had to rise from the dead on the third day. And so in order to prevent this, in order to prevent somebody from going in to the to the tomb and removing the body and say, hey, look, Jesus was raised from the dead when actuality the body was stolen. So what did they do in in order for that not to happen? They went and they went to uh, Pilate and said, hey, look, we need some guards there. Put some guards there because we we remember what he was preaching about. We remember what he was talking about. And so Pilate said, Okay, here, here are your guards. So he placed the guards there. Not only did he place the guards there, he put a seal on it. He put an emblem on it stating that this was now property of the Roman government. That no Jewish person or no one outside the Roman government was, was to mess with this. And so it was their seal that they put on there stating that this was property of the Roman government. And with these two things in place, there was no way these women who were going to the tomb, were going to be able to get inside to anoint the body of Jesus. But as we read in the book of Matthew, as we read in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, verse 2, it says this, There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. So as the the women were getting to the tomb, they didn't have to do anything. They didn't have to remove nothing. It was already done for them. And so we see that this was not, the stone was removed not to let Jesus out. It was not to, so that Jesus could escape, but it was, it was uh, removed so to allow the witnesses to look in, to look into the tomb, to look in to see that there was nothing there. There was no, there wasn't the body of Jesus Christ. It was absent from the tomb. It was removed. It was taken. He was risen from the tomb. And so the women look in, and later on we're going to see that the disciples looked in. And so the the stone was removed so that others could bear witness to the fact that Jesus was not there. And these two things that were put in place were now gone, the guards and the seal. Now I'm sure the women were very perplexed as to what was taking place, what was happening They didn't understand it. They they were looking at one another like, you know, confused looks on their face. And they looked inside and and there was no body. It was gone. And as they stood there thinking about what was going on, the two men that uh, appeared to them, these men appeared out of nowhere. And they they were radiating with a, a bright glow about them. And they stood there among the women. They stood there and and began to have a conversation. So to add more to their confusion, to add more to the confusion of the women who were going through so much, going through so much by now, there were these two mystery men that were standing there. And they became afraid. They became afraid and they began to, they bowed down because they didn't know what else to do. They probably knew that they were heavenly figures. They didn't know what else to do. So what did they do? They began to bow down. If anything, they knew that these, he- these were heavenly beings. The angels began to speak. And they asked the women a question. They asked the, the, the women a question like as if they should already know the answer. The, the, the angels began to ask a question. What are you doing, looking for the living among the dead? I say, what are you doing? You know, like you should know this by now. You should know what's really going on. The reality of this question didn't set in. They were so confused and perplexed; they didn't understand the question, meaning they didn't know what the question meant. If anything, they were more confused by the question than anything else. And so they have to basically answer their own question. These two angels have to answer their own two questions. He's not here. He's not here. It's gone. He's gone. The angel confirmed what the women already knew, that Jesus's body was not in in the place it should be. It was the angel stating the obvious to the women. They obviously understood that the body was not there. So the the angel was just kind of You know, ever seen the commercial Captain Obvious? (laughs) The angels were Captain Obvious. They're saying Jesus isn't here. Well, the women were like, duh, we can see that he's not here. So the next thought and the next thing on the women's mind is, well, where is he? And so the angels, they didn't really ask that, but I'm pretty sure they were thinking that. The angels come back before they could ask the question, he has what? He is risen. Amen. Praise the Lord. The greatest three words stated about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he is risen. He has overcome the darkness of the grave. He has overcome the coldness of the tomb and he is victor- victorious over death. Amen. And for you and I, we do not serve a body that is decomposed and still in the grave. No, we serve a risen Savior. He has risen, as exclaimed by the angel. Luke chapter 24 verse 5 says this, Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Now in hindsight, we understand that the angel was asking, what the angel was asking when he began to speak. But the women did not know what exactly what the, that the, what the angels were asking or what they were talking about. They knew that Jesus was dead and they came to anoint the body. That's all they knew. That's all they understood. But they didn't understand that He was not there. They didn't understand that He had risen. Amen. Now, here's where it gets kind of harsh. And especially for us brothers and sisters in Christ. The angel had to sort of kind of rebuke the women. He had to restate something to them. He said, remember, remember how he told you. The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified on the third day and be raised again. Amen. Do you recall what he said? Do you recall what, what he was telling you all this time? Now the mind does lose focus, and in times of lost focus, we forget. Christian brothers and sisters forget, and they forget the word of God. How sad is it when God's people forget his word and live defeated lives? In moments where things aren't going the way we think they should go, these women, the things are not going the way they think it should go, They thought they were going to go prepare the body, anoint the body, and that would be it, and they would leave. But there was a turn of events. There were things that took place, things that that took place that they did not expect to happen. But they should have expected. They should have expected it to happen, but they were not expecting it. But they were confused. But then they had to be told, remember, remember, remember. For us, we, we forget as brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't ever forget the word of God. Don't ever forget what God has said for us. And for you and I, sometimes we lose focus and we forget. And we lead the live defeated lives. Don't ever forget De- Deuteronomy 31:8. The Lord Himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Isaiah 41, 13. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Psalms 121, 1 and 2. Lift up your, I lift up my eyes to the heels. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Praise be to God. Amen. Don't ever forget the word of God, so much so that you are living a defeated life, living in confusion, living as, a, as someone in the dark trying to feel their way around this world. Don't ever feel like you are lost. Amen. Because God is near. God is always there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Remember what the word of God says. Don't forget what the word of God says. And so we must understand that. And so the angel told him, the angel uh, repeated what Jesus said. The son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified on the third day, be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Amen. After some prompting, the women remembered what Jesus said. They remembered and understood what Jesus was talking about. And so now all of the things that they were feeling, all of the confusion, all of the the, the, uh, the things that were on their mind, all the things that were taking place and, and the, the depression and all of that is gone has dissipated. See what the word of God does for you? See what the word, remembering what the word of God, it takes all that away. It takes all the helplessness away, takes all the fear away, takes all the confusion away. It takes all of that away because the word of God replaces that and that all that confusion was replaced in these women by the word of God because they remembered what Jesus had told them. They remembered of what Jesus said to them. And so because of that, they were excited and they took off back. They took off back to where the disciples were and they get to the disciples in verses 8 through 12. And, and they tell the, the disciples what was going on. Now, if the women were confused, the men were even probably more confused because they were not at the tomb. They did not see the empty tomb. They did not see the the, the stone rolled away. They did not see the, the, the missing guards gone. They didn't see all that. And they didn't experience the conversation with the angels. And as the women were telling them this, they were like, gee whiz, women, what, are, what have you guys been doing? You know, are you sure you're in your right mind? What's going on? And so... As they're there and as they're listening, rather than listening to any more, Peter gets up and goes. Peter takes off. Boom, he's gone out the door. But as in other scriptures, we understand about, uh, that John also leaves too. And John beats Peter to the, to the entrance of the tomb. But Peter goes into the tomb. Peter walks in and, and he sees everything, what the, what the women were saying. Again, we come back to the thought process of the mind. This big event took place. The death of their friend, Jesus Christ. And they were overcome by it. And they seemed unprepared of the events. They seemed unprepared for the death of Jesus Christ. And it took them by surprise. But Jesus had been telling them all along what was going to happen. What was going to take place. I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going in with you as my friends. We're going to go in there, but I'm not leaving with you. And they didn't understand that. They still didn't understand that. And Peter stands at the tomb. Peter begins to leave. And Peter begins to walk away. And it says, however, Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away wondering to himself what had happened. He had forgotten. He had forgotten what was said. He was forgotten what was preached to him. He was forgotten what his friend was telling him. That I'm going there, but I'm not leaving with you. And so for us today, this Easter Sunday, we think about what took place some 2,000 plus years ago. And as brothers and sisters in Christ, we know the importance of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, dying on the cross. And we take a moment, To reflect on our own lives. Reflect where we stand with Jesus Christ. We reflect on where we are in our lives. We reflect and rejoice in knowing. That he is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we stand and we sing. And we stand and we praise him. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian. Lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujah. To Jesus Christ, the King, the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Amen. Let Jesus dwell in your heart. For those of you that may not know who Jesus is as your Lord and Savior, Pray to him. Ask for forgiveness of your sins. To invite him into your life. To invite him into your heart. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you once again for this day that you have given us, Father. To come and to remember, Father, who you are. The great work, Lord, the mercy you gave us. The salvation and righteousness you gave us through your son's death, burial, and resurrection. We thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. For our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, for laying his life on the cross, guide and be with each and every one of us, Father. I ask all these things in your Son, Jesus Christ's name I pray. Lord, let it be. Amen.